Just a note before we start. Our show talks about touchy subjects that may be difficult for some of our listeners. Take care of yourself. If you feel you need to seek help, see the links at the end of our show notes for resources. Welcome to Touchy Subjects, the podcast that aims to make those awkward conversations around domestic and sexual violence just a little less awkward. I'm Sean. I'm Allie. And I'm Sierra. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing boundaries and COVID-19. One of the things that we love to talk about in our jobs is consent, right? This is such a huge buzzword. Um, and I, you know, I think we've talked about consent quite a few times on this podcast so far. Um, but we just want to reiterate, like in this episode today, how far reaching the concept of consent really is. Yeah. I mean, this really goes to show with the pandemic that not only do we have to use consent for things like sex, like we normally talk about, but we also now need to use consent to have a conversation about whether or not people are comfortable with handshakes or um, what their preference for social distancing is and things like that. So the pandemic has really opened our eyes to all of the different um, aspects of life that we need to make sure that everybody is comfortable uh, moving forward. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny because when we usually talk about consent, it's like obviously we introduce it from the standpoint of talking about it in a sexual situation. But even in giving examples then at that point to help people understand, we're often like, well, if you go up for a high five with somebody and their hand doesn't go up, like you can't grab their hand and force them to high five you. So we've always used examples on things that were not in a sexual context. But now because of COVID-19, especially it lasting for mainly all of 2020, it's allowed us for, to have more conversations around consent, not related to sexual encounters. Yeah. So um, why don't we start with the two words that we'll be using a lot today are consent and boundaries. Um, do either of you have a good, uh, concise definition for consent? Basically, whenever I talk about consent, usually I just say like getting permission to do something. It's not a no, it's yes, you can do this. Cool. Um, and what about boundaries in this context? I think we can define boundaries, especially in this context, as a line or a fence that we put up to keep ourselves safe um, and that we don't necessarily want to do anything outside of that little line or outside of that fence um, just because it's something we're not comfortable with. And an example of this in terms of um, the pandemic is just talking about the six foot um, social distancing guidelines. For a lot of people, that's something that they really want to follow and that's within their boundaries. That's their right to say that I would prefer that the stranger standing in line behind me at the store stands six feet away as a safety measure. Whereas you are also meeting people who don't have as strict of a boundary when it comes to that. So again, that's where the conversation of consent comes in because regardless of whether or not our boundaries are different, we need to make sure that we're still res respecting those boundaries. Right, and asserting our own boundaries, especially when it comes to um, you know, this pandemic. Um, 
And so, you know, I think that there's a lot of parallels between when we talk about consent in a sexual um, context and when we talk about it today in a pandemic uh, context. Um, Now, one thing that's, you know, really interesting and one of the catalysts for us doing this episode is the fact that, you know, as we know, it's um, November 23rd at, as, at the time of this recording, and COVID cases are on the rise again. Um, I believe, if I'm not wrong, that they are worse than the first, um, the first wave of the pandemic, and um, hospitals are going back to um, being at capacity or fuller than capacity. Um, we've had a lot more deaths, you know, it's just, it's getting bad, right? However, this time around, um, there have been conversations about how, how do we continue to live our lives in the midst of a pandemic? And one of those things, especially here in Michigan, is that um, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services has released kind of this idea and guidelines for pods, right? Um, Or some, some people call it quarantining, Um, where you sort of only quarantine or you only see um, one other household. So that way you're not completely socially isolating, um, but you're also limiting how many people you see. Would you guys agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something my friend group and I, even when the restrictions were lifted earlier on, like kind of practicing, is that like we were hanging out together with each other but it was more or less like, well, because a lot of my friends work in hospitals and stuff, like we would still show up wearing masks and everything just because even, yeah, COVID cases were lower at that point. There was still a chance, especially them working in hospitals, that they were going to encounter somebody with COVID. Um, so it's just been kind of something that we've been practicing a little while. And now we've like made jokes and stuff about it too, which is like, well, when you're, if we're hanging out with our pod, make sure you let everybody else know, like if you're seeing other people. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting thought. I mean, to be to be clear to all of our listeners, the absolute safest way, and wow, do I feel like I'm talking about sex, but the absolute <laughs> safest way to protect yourself from COVID is to quarantine at home, to, to not see people, just as the only um, 100% safe way to not <laughs> get pregnant or um, contract any STIs is to not have sex. <laughs> However, we know that this is the real world and, um, and people still want to live, want to still live, right? They still want to do things. So um, we really want to talk about those, those conversations today because it does kind of feel if you are, are deciding to have a pod or um, another family, another household that you quarantine with, it does kind of feel like you're having conversations about having sex with them, right? What are you comfortable with? Who have you been with? Um, are you taking precautions when you're not with us and those sort of things? Well, and I think just really quick before we like jump into everything is like you said, Ali, it's like, feels like we're really talking about sex here is because in general, our society has framed consent around those sexual encounters, but like we've said many times before, like you need consent for everything you're doing. It's we just aren't necessarily recognizing those same things as like the consent part because we've just associated consent with sex. Yeah. And 
everybody has the right to do what they want with their own body, right? As long as it does not harm others. Um, we affirm that um, when we're talking about uh, sex, sexual assault, domestic violence, healthy relationships. We affirm that. And we affirm that here too. You absolutely have the right to do um, what you feel comfortable with as long as it doesn't pose a risk for other people. Um, and that's when it be can become problematic, um, not only for the people that you come in contact with, um, but from a public health perspective, especially in a pandemic. So first and foremost, when it comes to consent and boundaries, you need to know what your boundaries are. Um, and that can be a little bit confusing to, um, to formulate. So just as a, a starting point, think about what makes you comfortable versus what makes you uncomfortable in the situation. Um, and again, that can be in relation to sex or it can be in relation to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so um, when, you, when you think about these things that make you comfortable versus the things that make you feel uncomfortable, that will provide you with the opportunity to clearly state those things in your own words and in very few words. Because when you come up with your uh, boundaries, you don't need to validate anything for anybody else. What you're comfortable with is what you're comfortable with. Um, so some ways that you can start to formulate your boundaries is saying just simply, I would prefer it if you wore a mask or telling somebody that you would rather meet them at a park or some other outdoor location rather than meeting them at a tiny isolated cafe. Um, so those are just some, some ways to start. But again, you don't have to justify your boundaries. Um, and feeling guilt about your boundaries is completely normal because we don't like, as human beings, we don't like telling other people no, but just know that you don't have to justify them. Um, and it's okay to do what you have to do to keep yourself the most safe. And bringing up the mask thing too, is that if your boundary is that you're perfectly fine not wearing one, which I'm not going to advocate for, I'm very much going to advocate for you wearing a mask, especially when you're around anybody. But if that is the boundary you have set for yourself, understand that because other people may have boundaries that they are not comfortable being around somebody without a mask, they're probably not going to invite you places or they're not going to invite you into their home and you've made your choice then that that's the boundary you want to set. So you also have to accept then that you're probably not going to see some people that you want to see because you've chose to ignore the recommendation to wearing a mask during a pandemic. Right. And with COVID, it's, it's important to, when you're identifying your own boundaries, to really think things through. I mean, think through every potential social interaction you have. So for example, if um, you know, my household, my husband and I, if we've decided to, um, to have a pod with our two best friends because they work in similar fields as us and they live, um, you know, just maybe 30 seconds away from us. If we decide to be in a pod with them, then I have to think through all of those social interactions we might have with them. Right? So first of all, am I okay with entering their house? Am I okay with them entering my house? Um, am I only okay with us meeting outside? Um, if they enter my house, am I okay with them wearing masks? Do I prefer that they wear masks only if we're not eating or drinking? Or do we just not eat or drink inside? So there's all of these sort of thoughts that you have to um, go through and situations to think of. And that I can sort of 
predict, right? Like I know those friends, I know what that, what hanging out with them might look like. However, I really encourage you, if you're thinking through these boundaries, to think about every list of what you are comfortable and not comfortable with. Because what if you meet a friend, um, you know, in their backyard for some socially distanced cocktails or something? Although in in Michigan, you're probably not meeting anybody in your backyard right now. But theoretically, (laughs) let's go with it. Um, and you're okay with sitting six feet apart, having some cocktails. But what if that friend had made a whole um, charcuterie board for you and expects you to eat that, but you're not comfortable with that? Then you've set yourself up by not explaining your boundaries ahead of time that I'm not okay eating prepared food that wasn't prepared by me. Mm-hmm. Um And then you'll feel pressure in that moment to eat whatever your friend, and then you'll feel guilty, and then you'll feel anxious. So really thinking things through. Um, Think through bathrooms. If you're going over to a friend's house, are you comfortable asking them to use the bathroom? Or do you anticipate that you'll have to ask them to use the bathroom? Because their boundaries might be different. They may not be okay with that. Um, So before you go over, say, hey, are you okay with me using the bathroom? If not, maybe I'll, you know, I'll only stay for an hour or something like that. Um, just really being thorough when you think these things through. Yeah. And I think another thing to keep in mind right now is that your circle or your pod isn't necessarily all that you think it is. Um, and this is kind of in the same example when you're comparing um, all of the different people that you are coming into contact with to the example of sex. So Essentially, you've probably heard this before, but um, basically when you're having sex with somebody, you're also having sex with all of their previous partners, Um, which, you know, that's a whole different conversation and that is not necessarily how it works. But um, for the sake of this conversation, it does show the point that whenever you're meeting somebody, you might also be getting, um, you know, any of the the germs or anything that they've picked up from other people that they've seen along the way. So again, that goes into why it's so important to just stick with your pod and um, to abide by all of the other guidelines, such as wearing a mask and social distancing and things like that. But just to reiterate, who you see isn't necessarily the only people that you're impacted by, as you could be impacted by anybody that they've come into contact with. And then the circle goes on by anybody that they've been in contact with and who those people have been in contact with. And I mean, I think you can see where this is going. Yeah. And almost in that same vein too, is like when you're out, like if you're going out to go grocery shopping and stuff, because like not all of us have stockpiles of food in their house to last them months on end or weeks on end myself, it's usually about four days and I'm like, Oh crap, I gotta go buy food again. But keeping in mind then when you're going out into public that everybody that you're going to be seeing has a specific set of boundaries and they're boundaries that have to be followed. You can't ignore somebody else's boundaries because you're like, ah, that's not what I think. So I'm going to do that anyway. Like seeing the stories like in the news where somebody without a mask is like coughing or talking really closely to somebody with a mask on. It's like you've violated that person's boundaries by doing that. If the story you're going to abides by it keep a six foot social distance from everybody else like while you're standing in line and you're choosing to stand in line directly behind the person in front of you you're ignoring the boundaries that have been set up for the space that you're in 
when we talk about it in terms of like sex, we talk about ignoring boundaries. Like you've committed an act of sexual assault by doing so. You're technically also then committing some form of act of assault if you're choosing to ignore people's boundaries around them or the boundaries of the place that you're located in. So keep in mind that everybody you're interacting with has specific boundaries and if there is a specific guideline that has been set especially in the store or place of business you are in that is your general rule then to follow those boundaries and if you can't choose to follow those boundaries you don't have a right to be in that place of business so and before we move on because we we want to talk about digital consent today too but um before we move on to this when we're talking about boundaries we want to make it clear that there is some level of personal responsibility with boundaries, right? Um, you know, we cannot control how other people act. Um, we can only control how we request them to act and how we then um, react to that. And so as you're thinking through your boundaries, making it clear to yourself what your boundaries are is very important. But that's not where it stops. You have to make it clear to yourself how you will enforce those boundaries. For example, like I said, if we're using the, the example of, you know, my household and our best friends, if, um, you know, if our best friends have violated the, the common understanding that we have, and one of them has gone to um, the bar and didn't wear a mask at the bar, um, and then they came home and I found out, uh, you know, after we had seen them, then how am I going to treat that situation, right? Um, if I decide, okay, well, you know, next time just maybe don't do that, that's probably not going to be effective. You know, my, my whole point of creating boundaries is to make myself safe. Um, so being able to reiterate your boundaries and say, listen, um, you know, if you do that again, or if you refuse to wear a mask when we're around each other next time, I'm going to have to go home. Um, you know, especially with family members, I know that there are differing opinions on mask wearing in families. Um, so for example, if you're cautious with, with wearing masks and cautious for your family, but say your parents or your in-laws don't agree to wear a mask when they come to your house, you can say, you know, that's fine. Um, we can talk with you you know, through the screen door um, this time, but next time you need to be wearing a mask. Otherwise you, you're not welcome here until the, the pandemic is over, right? Um, so basically just, you know, I'm advocating to make sure that you know that having boundaries is not the same as having and enforcing boundaries. I think this is a really good um, point to make as we're about to go into the Thanksgiving holiday, where a lot of people are going to be getting together, um, potentially with family or people outside of their respective pods. Um, and of course, you know, we want you to follow the guidelines set forth by the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, but this leads into a good, a good starting place for you to start having those conversations about what your boundaries are, um, asking people for, you know, the honest truth of whether or not they and their behaviors are fitting into your boundaries so that you're able to make the best decision for yourself on whether or not you'll be participating or not. Yeah, it's like when we talk about consent, we talk about it in terms of it's a conversation. And 
this is a form of consent and this is a conversation that needs to be had because if you want to make sure that people who are coming over for Thanksgiving, people who are coming over for Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever holiday you celebrate, making sure that all of the people who are coming, their boundaries are going to be respected. And here's another point, which we could talk a whole different episode on, but you know, my, one of my favorite subtopics is talking to kids about consent. This is a great time to continue conversations with your kids about consent and body safety. Um, this is, this is something that they can actively see you doing. And you can say, you see, do you see how mom and dad, um, have, have put these boundaries in place and we will not see aunt an uncle so-and-so unless they are wearing masks. That is a boundary and that is to keep our bodies safe and to keep your bodies safe. Um, so use this time if you are a parent that is trying to talk to your children early and often about their bodies. Um, the pandemic is absolutely a tool for that. So the pandemic has also brought on a good point for us to not only talk about um, safety with our children, but it's also brought on the opportunity for us to talk about digital consent and um, just safety in the digital world as now many of us are working online, are going to school online, are um, talking with people that we would normally get to see face-to-face -face, um, over a gaming console or you know whatever other format is out there, but it opens up the conversation for us to be able to, um, to discuss how we can be safe online as well as how we can set and respect boundaries online as well. So that can be something as simple as determining a frequency of how often and during what time frames um, you and a friend are comfortable texting each other. Um, or it could be asking somebody before you tag them in a photo on Instagram. Um, or before writing out a post and sharing information on social media. Um, it it kind of just brings up that sort of um, boundary setting that you also don't necessarily think about a lot. Yeah, and keeping in mind too that when we're setting boundaries, a lot of times we need to also take into account that the boundaries that we are setting also need to be boundaries that we're following for ourselves. So like the three of us have been working from home for pretty much the entire year now and especially in the starting of working from home is like the boundaries that I had between what I was doing for work and what I was doing for fun were very blurred. Like I remember sitting down for like an hour during the middle of my work day playing Animal Crossing, like making sure that when I'm setting aside time, like this is my work time, like this is the boundary that I need to have for myself is like, I'm not looking at my phone all the time. I'm not going to be on my computer playing other video games. I'm not going to pull up my switch and check on my island or dig for fossils like I'm going to focus on work and if we want to make sure we're keeping ourselves like overall healthy in terms of like our mental health and everything too is that we have to follow those boundaries having that routine having those boundaries and following through with them is one of the easiest ways for us to take care of ourselves during this global pandemic um, so it's just something we need to keep keep in mind as we're setting those boundaries right one of the things that i've really appreciated about um, being so digital is the fact that um, personally, I have been using Zoom a lot um, for personal things. I've been Zooming my family members for work. 
Um, because I think that there is a danger with our communication going all digital. Um, and there's, there's something to be said about setting boundaries for how you have certain conversations. Um, for example, you know, if I'm struggling with work, I've had a couple of really rough months this year. Um, and, and in those times, I made sure to contact my supervisor to have a Zoom meeting, to have it somewhat face-to-face rather than over email or over text message. Because in this digital time, so many conversations are being taken place on chats and emails and text messages. Um, and we all know what that can lead to. It can lead to misunderstandings. It can lead lead to um, you know misdirected anger or frustration. Um, so I've really made sure that if I'm having an important conversation, I am doing it as close to face to face as possible. And listen, I know, especially our generation and generations younger than us, will not talk on the phone. But <laughs> it might be a helpful time to start doing that because you can really, um, you can really gain a lot from tone. Um, and if you can't hop on a Zoom call, phone call might be the next best thing. Um, but that is a boundary for myself. If I'm having a tough conversation, I prefer to do it face-to-face um, because I've had too many text conversations go awry. I have another example of a boundary um, that we either may need to look at setting in our own lives or maybe we have already set this in our own lives but with like we had just mentioned we've all been working from home since the pandemic has started and with that many of us who live with our partners our partners have also been working from home um, in that same sense so now not only is your partner your partner but they're also your co-worker so then you have to determine you know after work you know, do I need to take some time for myself to decompress and just have that, what would normally be my commute time, um, and then come back and have a conversation about what our day looks like after that? Or what about um, during the working hours? Do, are we going to, you know, communicate with each other? Are we going to work in the same room? Um, are we going to have our respective spaces and, you know, just kind of do our own thing until the work day's over? What does that look like? And of course, that's going to look different for everybody in every situation, but it's a great starting point for, um, for just this new aspect. Um, yeah, Sarah, I think that's a great, a, a great point. And honestly, <laughs> everything that we've talked about today is important right now because um, I don't know about you guys, but I, I am overanalyzing just about everything because I have so little, so few things to do during my day that my anxiety tends to run off. And so um, if you're like me, or even if you're not like me, but you want to to set healthy boundaries um, during this time of of COVID and in this pandemic, uh, we really encourage you to think about these things that we've talked about today. Um, You can also search some of these things on the internet. There's some really great ideas out there on how to help facilitate healthy boundaries during COVID. Um, Or if you have questions, email us, comment on our posts, message us. Um, We love talking about this and we can share what we're doing. We're by no means experts, but we are cognizant and we try to um, live the things that we talk about in this podcast. So with that... Thank you all for listening today. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TouchySubsPod. Email us any questions, comments, or concern to touchysubjectspodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, 
Don't be afraid to challenge, ask, and discuss when it comes to touchy subjects.